solo show tonight. It's about 12.30 Thursday night following the first round in the NFL draft. Obviously, you guys know how excited I've been for this. So now that the first round's over, just looking forward to uh, kind of talking about it, getting the thoughts out there on the podcast. So let's kind of jump right into it. So obviously, number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, not surprising really at all. The Jaguars, I think, took about eight of their 10 minutes, um, which was very, very annoying. Um, but I don't know. I don't really understand the reason I'm doing it. You you know, it's your guy. Why not just go run up to the podium, submit the pick right away and just start it moving? But I don't know. Urban Meyer's a bit of a weird cap, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, again, number two, Zach Wilson from BYU. Not really a shocker there. Um, And then pick three with the Niners was where everything kind of got started. Uh, People were wondering, is it Mac Jones? Is it Justin Fields? And then you started hearing some rumblings towards close to the draft that it was going to be Trey Lance. And what happened? It ended up being Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Um, With him, you don't have a ton of game experience. Uh, He played at the FCS level rather than the FBS level and started in 17 games in college. So very, very raw um, just in terms of how much he's actually played. But we'll see how good of a fit he is. It sounds like uh, Shanahan loved him. And when they made the trade, that was who they had in mind was to go get Trey Lance. So, hey, go get your guy. Um if I'm ranking these guys from a fantasy perspective, I'm going to put Trevor Lawrence number one. Obviously, this is for Dynasty, but Trevor Lawrence number one. I'm going to put Lance two. Um, and quarterback three right now is tough for me. So just to kind of jump around here. So Fields, uh, Justin Fields kind of fell. Uh, people were thinking he might go to Carolina or to Denver, but they both took cornerbacks. So that was a bit of a kind of a surprise, and you saw him fall down to pick 11 when the Giants were on the clock, who then they traded back with Chicago for the 20th pick and a future first as well as some mid, mid-round mid picks. Uh, so the Bears traded up to 11, took Justin Fields, and that, I think right now, is my quarterback three. Um, I think him and Zach Wilson are close. I just... I like the upside there, and he has more proven weapons around him with a guy like Allen Robinson, who his stocks right now up, Darnell Mooney up. Cole Komet is poised to kind of take that next step and potentially become something of a relevant tight end. So just a, just a name to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I just, based on the weapons, again, I, I'm going to take Fields. But if you have Wilson over Fields, I, I don't think that's a huge, huge issue at all. Um, And then sticking with quarterback, uh, pick 15, as everyone kind of guessed, Mac Jones fell to the Patriots. Don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how the Patriots just sat there and and got their guy, but they did good for them. Um, That's where they're such a good organization. Um, But yeah, so he would be my quarterback five at the moment, just because he doesn't really have that rushing ability. And uh, Belichick actually said tonight that, so Bill Belichick told reporters tonight that Cam Newton is the team's starting quarterback. Cam's our quarterback. Mac is a guy we spent a lot of time with. He's a smart kid. He's been in our system that is similar to ours. So we'll see. If I had to guess, Mac is probably starting 
by week eight, maybe even sooner. Um, but yeah, so I just don't love him right now for fantasy just because he doesn't have that rushing upside that, uh, the other guys ahead of him do, but going back now, um, up to pick four, Kyle Pitts when, uh, not very shocking either. This was first couple picks were kind of chalky. Um, the thing with Pitts though, is that this is the highest the tight end has ever been drafted, but he's not just a normal tight end. So you got to wonder now what's going to happen. Are they going to just say, hey, we're going to hold on to Julio, we're going to roll out Ridley, and then Pitts? Like I, That's the best receiving trio in the NFL, if you ask me, and I don't really think it's close. I might be missing some, like missing a team, like maybe maybe Tampa. Um, that, might be, that might be it. But besides that, I mean, I don't really think it's close for any other team. Uh, Jamar Chase went pick five. To the Bengals. Bengals seem to be content on waiting for offensive linemen. They're up early in the second round. We'll see what happens here. But yeah, so they take Jamar Chase, reunite him with Joe Burrow. Should be a very, very fun, uh, a fun uh, connection to see rekindled. He right now, I think, is my number one rookie uh, for rookie drafts, just because I think he's that good of a player, um, and he's just a beast. He's produced with Joe Burrow. He's not going to be getting like the total focus of all the defenses when you have guys like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon. Like the Bengals are going to be a fun team to watch. I just hope that they can protect Burrow. Uh, pick six, Jalen Waddle from Alabama gets picked up by the Dolphins. Just speed. Um, I think it might be a little bit redundant with Will Fuller, but I mean, you put Waddle back with his buddy Tua. Um, and just another guy who can create separation, get open, and do a lot with the ball after the catch. So we'll see. Maybe, uh, hopefully, Tua takes that next step. Um, Panay Sewell got picked up by the Lions, offensive tackle out of Oregon. That's obviously big, big, big news for your uh, DeAndre Swift stonks. Um, after that, a couple defensive players. And then Eagles traded up with the Cowboys to leapfrog the Giants. Um, to get to pick 10. So Eagles traded up to pick 10, gave up a third rounder, and drafted Devonta Smith, who, yeah, I mean, obviously you guys know I'm a Giants fan. I wasn't very happy to see them make the trade up um, and then obviously take Devonta Smith in the face of the Giants, who was a guy who I, I really liked for them. Um, but we'll see. I, I think he, I hope he isn't hampered by Jalen Hurts' quarterback ability. But we'll see. I'm a little bit down on him right now, but that's probably my giant fan bias coming in. So talk to me in about 24 to 48 hours, and I'll see how I feel. Uh, we hit on it already. Justin Fields went pick 11. After that, um, Michael Parsons. We got Rashawn Slater getting picked up by the Bolts. Uh, Gold charges. Uh, Joe's obviously not here, but I know he was very, very happy with this pick. They missed out on the Sewell sweepstakes, but I think he's he was very happy with Rashawn Slater and very, very excited. And obviously, that offensive line now has turned from a weakness into a strength. He picked up Lindsley, Lindsley, the center from the Green Bay Packers, who was PFF's highest, uh, highest-ranked center last year. And now you're adding in Rashawn Slater, who, if he can come in and contribute from day one on that offensive line, I mean, that's going to be a huge boost up. Just protect your boy Herbert, and sky's the limit for the Chargers. 
Um, let's see here. Jets traded out for a guard, Elijah Barrett Tucker. Um, just going to hit on the offensive line play because that's obviously that is important for fantasy. Um, but bringing in a guard, they saw Beckton last year who was a monster. So now you're adding in another uh, stud on the offensive line who will obviously only help Zach Wilson keep him upright and uh, get the ball to the playmakers. Um, already talked about Mac Jones. After that, next offensive guy up, we got Alex Leatherwood, tackle from Alabama, who I think might be playing guard. A uh, bit of a reach here. The, I know a lot of people were surprised. I don't think anyone really pictured him going in the first round, but that's what the Raiders do. They reach for guys who probably shouldn't be going where they're going, but hey, that's that's the Raiders MO, and that's why the Raiders is the Raiders. Um couple more defensive players, and then with the 20th pick, the Giants were up and took Kadarius Toney, which couldn't help but laugh just because of I haven't really been the highest on Toney. Um, I like it more from a, a real football standpoint rather than fantasy, and obviously I'm a Giants fan, but I, I think now if you're putting him in an offense where, okay, it starts with Saquon, now you have Kenny Galladay and Slayton on the outside, you have Toney and Shepard and the slot, and then you also have a guy like Evan Ingram, who if he can bounce back from what he was last year and can actually catch the ball, he's going to be a problem. So the Giants offense is set up right now to be very explosive. I have a couple concerns about it. Number one, Jason Garrett, is he just going to call a boring play? As Joe likes to say, he just says, hey, if we get 10 yards in three plays, that's a win. Um, And obviously I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. And but we'll see. Uh, but Daniel Jones doesn't produce this year, then he's not hes not the guy. But he, it's not like he doesn't have any weapons. So the team is trying to put playmakers around him. Um, and, and we'll see what happens going forward. But Tony, I, I don't know how you feel about him right now fantasy-wise. Uh, I don't know. He Obviously, I mean, he got a lot of draft capital. I just don't know if he's a guy who you're going to be able to trust week in and week out. I hope I'm wrong, but I just being honest. So then pick 23, we had Christian Darisol going to the Vikings, who is an offensive tackle. Obviously, that's going to help anytime you're bringing in an offensive lineman. That's going to be huge. Hopefully, we'll help out Dalvin in the run game, help protect Kirk and, and get the ball to Thielen, get the ball to Justin Jefferson, get the ball to Irv Smith, and just see that offense really take that next step. Um, and then I think in the most uh, least surprising, actually, pick. Steelers taking Najee, Najee Harris from Alabama. They're bringing him in. I mean, he's a bell cow. Um, I compare him a little bit to Le'Veon, so I think the fit is going to be pretty natural, putting him with Big Ben. The question is the offensive line play. I and Did the Steelers have bigger needs on offense than running back, which I might say yes, just because I think that offensive line is going to be a bit of an issue. So, We'll see, though. Uh, and then next pick immediately after uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected Travis Etienne. So this one, I think, is going to cause the most shockwaves to the fantasy world because, obviously, James Robinson last year was an undrafted free agent who they pretty much got for free and turned out to be a, like an animal. Very, very good, great player. But now they're spending the first round draft pick on Travis Etienne, where it doesn't totally make sense because the, the Jags aren't some 
team that's where it's, hey, we're just a running back away from competing. Like, Jags have a long way to go. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to help, and if he's as good as everyone says, then, yeah, I assume the Jags are going to be in competition sooner rather than later for a playoff spot. I don't think Travis Etienne, though, is the guy. Now, where it gets funky is Urban Meyer said after the draft, let me bring up the exact quote here, but he was pretty much saying that Etienne is going to be a third down running back, which, like, what? Um, so, yeah, give me one second. I'm going to bring up the, the tweet. He was just talking about, obviously, they have James Robinson. They have Carlos Hyde, Travis Etienne, which, yeah, that's a great one, two, three combo, but you spend a first round pick on them. So, his exact quote is Urban Meyer says he sees James Robinson, Carlos Hyde as the one two punch with ETN as a third down back. We want to be top eight in the league, and with James Robinson, Hyde, and ETN, we think we're there. So that's weird. Um, I think to be spending a first round pick on a running back, even if you do think it's the best play on a draft, and obviously I assume Trevor Lawrence has a great relationship with him as former teammates, and I'm I probably played a role, but I don't know. It's I'm not sure how I'm valuing him right now in rookie drafts. I was really hoping he would go in the first round, but Jacksonville was not the spot that I was expecting. So I think right now he, he is the RB2. Najee is the RB1 for sure. Uh, ETN, though, you can't really like raise your nose at him being a like, first-round pick. Like That is important. They're spending the draft capital they're going to want to make him they're going to give him every opportunity to produce and be good and show that he was worth the first rounder i just i don't know man it's so weird that they did that and now they're calling him the third down running back and he spent the 25th pick in the draft on a third down running back um last player who's famously relevant rashad bateman going to the ravens who bateman is a guy who we've loved on the podcast and still do and think he's going to be an awesome player. I think it's exactly what Lamar needs as a passer um, to get a guy who's not just a deep threat or like Mark Andrews right in the middle. I, I think now he doesn't have to be thrown to miles Boykin and like Willie Sneed every single play. So I really like the pickup for Lamar. I think it's going to really help him take that next step as a passer, which is what we need to see next from the fantasy side of things. Obviously he's a great all time, great runner with the football. Um, and just can make all the plays with his legs, but just need to see him mature and improve a little bit as a passer. So hopefully Bateman kind of helps unlock that next level in his evolution as a football player. Um, really no, after that, all defense to close it out. So now with guys who are the best available, let me see here. I'm bringing this up. So this is all according to ESPN. So they're number one player uh, is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who's a linebacker out of Notre Dame, a guy who I really, really liked and honestly wanted the Giants to take a look at with their first pick, pick 11, and then also a 20, and now he's falling into the second round. So I think some team is going to get an absolute stud playmaker. Um, after that, though, it is a couple other defensive players, but then we've obviously, we've had Scott Barron on, who, huge, huge, huge fan of Elijah Moore, and has kind of changed my thinking on him a little bit, too, but he's still on the board, um, and I know there were multiple teams that had him as their wide receiver four on the board, and obviously, there were five guys who went ahead of him, so I think someone is going to get a great value. Obviously, he's just a slot receiver, or at least that's what he's projected 
like projects to be. So I'm wondering if that's part of the reason why it's being pushed down, but we'll see. Um, let's see. So obviously we have Elijah Moore. I'll go through some of the top wide receivers that are left. So according to ESPN, Tutu Atwell, who I am all set on Tutu Atwell. Um, Terrace Marshall Jr. is our number three. Rondell Moore. Dwayne Eskridge, Anthony Schwartz, Tylen Wallace, Nico Collins, Amari Rogers, Shai Smith, so Diami Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown. There are a lot of guys, Tamarian, Tamorian Terry, Seth Williams. There's a lot of good value to be had right now with wide receivers and something to keep an eye on. Where if these guys start going in the second and third round, I mean, that's serious draft capital that teams are putting into them. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, just kind of where these wide receivers start falling. Now, running back-wise, Javante Williams is the number one back available, according to ESPN. After that, you got Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Ramondre Stevenson, Demetric Felton, Kenneth Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard, Jamar Jefferson, Chris Evans, um, Elijah Mitchell, they got down there. So, again, running backs, it all just comes down to landing spot with that wide receiver. I feel like you need to bet on the talent rather than the situation. Uh, but running back, it's very, very, very much dependent on the landing spot, which is why I'm kind of shaky right now in ETM. Um, let's see, though. Tied down, obviously, we have Kyle Pitts go. We still have Pat Fryermuth available, Hunter Long available, Tommy Tremble, Brevin Jordan. Those are kind of the top, top four guys. And after that, there's not a ton worth mentioning, I think. Um, but... Fryermuth is a guy who I think we'll probably see go early this round. Um, I know Joe was looking for him to go to uh, Jacksonville with their second pick in the first round, but obviously they took ETN. But I think tight end is definitely a big need for Jacksonville. Fryermuth would make sense, and he would probably be a first-round pick in most drafts if it was not for Pitts. Pitts is just a superstar, whole other level of talent. So I am not as concerned about that quarterback-wise. Um, Davis Mills, Kyle Trask, Callan Mon, Jamie Newman are, are kind of the top four. But again, quarterback is kind of a crapshoot. Um, I know Callan Mon is a guy who Joe really, really likes. He's got all the physical tools. Four-year uh, player at A and M, captain. So it's just hard not to not to like him. Um, and Trask again uh, hurt his draft stock by playing in the Sugar Bowl or whatever bowl game that Florida played in this year. They were missing Pitts, Tony, and like his second, like his third and fourth uh, leading receivers. So, yeah, not not great, but he played really pretty badly in that game and hurt his draft stock significantly since he was probably going to be like a first-rounder. So, yeah, all in all, I, I thought that draft, uh, the first round was – Interesting to say the least. Like, I don't think wide receiver wise, there's like a smash guy. Like, obviously, I mean, yes, you have Chase, but besides that, like, Waddle is was an ex drafted guy, but Will Fuller kind of plays that same role. They still have Devontae Parker. Um, then, obviously, pick 10, you got Devontae Smith, who Again, that all comes down to Hertz. If you believe in Hertz, then you're going to believe in Devonta Smith. Obviously, Devonta Smith is a star, and this is one of those situations where you probably go talent rather than the opportunity because I don't know how 
high of the passing volume the Eagles will have this year if they'll be able to sustain him um, and make him into that super fantasy relevant player. But I think it's a guy who who could do that, and I, I think he is my number three receiver right now. I would just put Waddle two, Chase one, and I don't really think that's close. Um, after that, I, I kind of put Tony and Bateman on the same in the same playing field. I'd, I'd probably just give Bateman a little bit of the edge up just because I think he's he's a he's a better player, and I think he's more easily translatable to fantasy football. Tony, again, a guy who I think is going to be great highlights every couple of weeks. You're going to see a play that'll make your jaw drop, but you might get frustrated week to week um, if you're having to start him. Joe and I will be back next week to break down the rest of the draft. In the meantime, give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at ConnorBods underscore FF. Joe's handle is at JDFran14, and the Twitter handle for the podcast itself is at the turn FF. Give us a follow. We'll be tweeting um, throughout the rest of the weekend. Um, and as always, set your lineups. Leagues.